Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. We are on the road, ladies and gentlemen, driving. A nice, crisp 75 miles an hour on the road to New York, on the road to Madison Square Garden, on the road to UFC 281. But we had to take one last stop to the grandest apex of them all in Las Vegas for UFC Vegas 64. And we have ourselves a brand new title contender at 115 pounds. We have some other storylines in play as well. And the matchmaking crowns are back on the heads of myself. I am Mike Heck, along with my best friend, co-host, co-matchmaker, my PIC, Mr. A.K. Lee. Hello, sir. How are you? Well done. Well, thank you for that lovely introduction, my best friend. Uh, I like the stops that we've taken along the way. Just just, just a, a couple of quick stops for gas in between the uh, the pay-per-views. Um, you know, neither card has been like horrible. I, 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 actually, I thought Saturday's card was really fun. Uh, last week's card was okay. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great, but it was. I didn't think either card was terrible. I think either card, uh, if you had, you know, if you had other plans, I don't think you know you 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 missed a terrible uh, amount of memorable action um, over the past two cards. But if you stay, you know, if you're a fight fan, you stayed in, had nothing better to do. I think you had a good time uh, outside of the the Alan Cater, uh, you know, main event ending with an injury. I think we had this was a, this was a pretty good bunch of fights and. Um, Potentially some storylines, some intriguing matchups, Mike. I'm not sure. I saw a lot of that. We'll get to the listener picks later. I did see a lot of kind of the same picks, which is, I, you know, both good and bad. It means uh, that there's some sensible matchmaking being done. It also means that maybe, you know, the winners of this card aren't necessarily heading in any um, any particularly interesting directions. But we'll we'll see. I I, I, I want to see what you have to say about it, and of course, uh, more more from the listeners later. Yes. Um... Vegas 63, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. It was pretty bad. 
Terrible is like, it's got terrible to me is like really, really, really bad. Like I regret, I hate myself for watching it. That's (laughs) terrible. Um, This one was pretty good. It was fun. It was a fun card. Were there a ton of stakes? No, the main event presented a pretty surprising result in a lot of people's eyes and led to a a much different conversation than I thought we'd be having to kick off this program and other programs. Co-main event had some stakes. The opening main card fight had some stakes. Here's my one knock on the card, and then we'll get into the matchmaking. I don't know if like the UFC has gone to the PFL school of pacing, but man, that thing was paced horribly. Those prelims, it was like they took forever. There were six prelim fights. A lot of them ended in the first round, and it was three hours long. It was three hours to get through six fights, and we had a bunch of first-round finishes. It's a tough, tough hang when you're just waiting around for all these fights. Like, I appreciate the UFC's production team. They do great videos, great promotion, but, I mean, how many... Marina Rodriguez and Amanda Lemos promo videos do we need to see? Like, we know the fight's happening. That's why we're watching the friggin' card to begin with. Like, you want to give me one or two, that's fine. But, God, man, it just seems like we're just watching promo videos for like an hour and a half during the prelims. We got to get better at the pacing. If you got to push the start time back a half an hour, I'm fine with that. But, man, it just felt like... It felt like we were there for tw- for like 15 hours watching this card. Even though it was still fun and there were a lot of finishes, I felt like I was here the entire day. Uh, this is not the way to attract a younger viewership. Uh, we talk a lot about like, you know, I always say like, oh, guys like Sean O'Malley are bringing in like a younger, different fan base. And is that these are the kind of events that chase that fan base away. Uh, if you even slightly had your hooks in them, like those hooks are quickly removed. Like, okay, I'm not sitting around, like you said, for three hours to watch seven fights and all these breaks in between. Uh, Bellator does their prelims right. Now, Bellator does have like super loaded, like like 10 prelim fights, but still they do it right. There's there's an exciting first round knockout and they are trotting in the next two uh, fighters into the cage while one of them, the, the, while the guy who's just got knocked out is like being taken out in a wheelbarrow still. Like it's brutal, but it is very fast paced. It is an easy watch. Uh, like, like you said, we understand the production team puts a lot into this. Uh, so they have all these videos ready, but man, it, there's nothing kills your, your own momentum. Like following up a finish with a video package with two, uh, commercial and a video package and another commercial. And then some desk analysis again, again, credit to the, you know, whoever they have working the desk. These guys do a great job. They but were great. Still, they were great. I will say that. They I always, liked the combo. They always do. And, uh, that nothing pale that that's just always going to pale in comparison to just putting another fight out there. So I would much, I don't know about the pushing it back 30 minutes. I mean, that makes sense, but at the same time, you know, if they don't get a bunch of finishes, then I guess it screws with their timing potentially. But I think I would rather have you have like four fights in a row, than maybe a break than three fights in a row. And if you end up with, let's say you get all these finishes, that's great. That's a good thing. And then you do kind of a, then you, then you can do an intermission in between the last prelim fight and the main card that's much e- a much easier view, I think. Like, you have all the fights, and you're like, okay, well, that's all the prelim fights. Now there's, like, a 30-minute break. Uh, the the card starts, the, the main card starts at the top of the hour, as opposed to this slow, you have a fight, here's a five, five six, seven, eight, like, 10-minute break in between. That's just so much worse. I, yeah. I think you'd rather have, well, like, oh, okay, cool, 30-minute intermission, 
I'm going to go get a snack, go to the washroom, come back, ready for the main card, refreshed. This just feels like a, a drag sometimes. Yeah, and Bellator, when, when they do this, and I, and I agree with yep. you, the pacing is great. Like, they'll go to the desk. Sometimes yep. they go to the desk too much, if we're being honest. But at least during the prelims when they go to the desk, we have fighters in the cage by the time we go back to it. Like, they're, in the, they're ready to fight. And guess what? If they run out of time, they just take the last prelim fight and they open up the main card with it. It's usually a good fight anyway, so is anyone going to be a, ah, oh, man, I, w- I only wanted to watch the prelims, so I missed the one fight I wanted to watch? Come on. We just got to do better at the pacing. But it's okay. I have, uh, I've aired my grievances. I'm trying to be a little more positive, but I still... Th- Listen, UFC, you are great. You are the best in the world at what you do with these things, but we just, you know, let's move it along a little bit. I'm not asking for a fight pass pacing, but... You know, a little quicker, just a little bit quicker. Let's just have this flow a little bit better. But let's get into this thing. And let's start with Amanda Lemos, JK, because she shot up a lot of people in this main event. Most people felt like Marita Rodriguez would go in there and win. But the big question was, on most people's minds, would her win be emphatic enough to finally get her over the hump to a title fight? And Amanda Lemos was like, What? You want to see emphatic? I'll show you emphatic. And she finishes Marina Rodriguez in the third round. Now, some folks, Marina Rodriguez included, not overly thrilled with the stoppage. But I think Jason Herzog stepped in at a time where Marina just didn't get completely obliterated. So no issues there, at least for me. If Marina has an issue with it, I ain't going to blame her. I know a lot of other people thought the stoppage was a little too early, but... It is what it is. Jason Herzog's one of the best in the game. So the question is now, AK, did Amanda Lemos get herself a title shot? What is next for her after the biggest performance of her career? I mean, she should. I think that's, you get that, not just that finish. She has a highlight reel. You know, she's name value wise, you know, maybe not the most well-known fighter. I, I understand that. They've, they've got something established with Zhang Wei Li and Carlos Barza and Rose Namajunas and Jessica Andrade. I, I, I understand um sorry one second i've uh, I'm, I'm responding to a comment from our our good friend jen Michu. uh i i understand she doesn't she doesn't fit into that top four right now but if you just look at her performances um she's right up there you know she she's i, I questioned it you talk about people being silenced mike i was one of them big time i said i, I said maybe she's permanently a tier below you know some of the fighters i just named um but yeah that what what a, what an incredible you know, show of her aggression, what has made her, you know, one of the more talked about, at least among the hardcore crowd, one of the more talked about uh, 115ers. Um, so in a perfect world, yes, she would either get, she would get, you know, a Carlos Barza or maybe even a Zhang Wei Li or even like a Rose Namajunas. Why, why does Rose Namajunas get to jump over Amanda Lamosh to get a title fight? I mean, we know why. She has the name value, uh, two-time champion, that's fine. But it's it just almost seems unfair. She takes so much time off and Lamosh, you know, has been active. It doesn't, and it's just not in that title picture for some reason. So, well, I would like to see her get again with someone in the top four. I have a feeling, I have a feeling she's going to end up with like Yan Shaunan or something. Um, I had picked Yan when Yan Shaunan. I had picked her to fight uh, Andraj. Andraj, of course, now is fighting Lauren Murphy uh, in January. So, I feel like this is not a magic wand pick. This is how I think it's going to land. Uh, so, Yan Shaunan, Amanda Lamosh. great fight, great fight. It's just um, again, but it feels like fighters outside of that top four just kind of you know, smashing into each other until uh, until one of the top four shakes loose. There's a there's a good chance that happens. A lot of people forgetting about Jan Janan and her 
dominant decision win against Mackenzie Dern. Maybe it wasn't dominant because the fifth round could have been a draw. Fight should have been a draw in a lot of people's eyes. But, man, this is interesting. I feel like... I feel like Rose is the strawweight division's Max Holloway where I think the fight would be cool, but like I just I'm afraid that if they match those two up right now, Rose beats her and then we just knock Lamosh out of the title picture altogether. And I don't really want to see that. So this is what I think is going to happen. I still feel like if Zhang Li if Zhang Wei Li regains the title next week and I feel like she's going to She's just gonna call for Rose Namajunas. She's gonna say, "Rose, let's go. You beat I. You you got me once. I won the second fight. I don't care what those idiot judges said. I won the second fight. Let's do it again. To me, it's a trilogy fight. It's one one. Let's settle this. And the UFC will probably make that fight. That would be my guess. But you never know when it comes to Thug Rose, what she's doing, how long she'll be out, what division she's even gonna fight at, at this point. So my pick is Carla Esparza. Either way for Amanda Lemos. If Esparza wins, Lemos gets herself a title fight because they ain't booking Esparza Namajunas 3 anytime soon. So you just do Esparza Lemos for the belt. And if Esparza loses, you still do that fight. Either way, Lemos will get herself a piece of cookie monster. Maybe for the title, maybe not. But she gets a big fight either way. Yeah, that, that's how we broke it down in the post-fight show. And, and I agree. I agree. I, I, I think that's a, that's the most logical, fair matchup. I do wonder if Carla loses. I, I feel like she's at the stage of, of her career where she's probably not going to be that busy. Um, I, 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 again, I, I don't know. I don't know if she she's, uh, you know, she's married now. She's had, she's had She has a good life. I want to believe she's made enough money to be able to chill on the sidelines. I could very well be wrong. Hopefully these championship fight uh, paydays. Uh, have given her some financial security because man, she's she's put a lot of work in there. And uh, if any fighter deserves to become one of those, you know, I fight only once or twice a year fighters. It's certainly her. So that's my only concern for Manila Mosh is that um is that Carlos Barza, you know, if she loses, especially if it's a, it's a really tough loss to Zhang. If I, I, it's so disrespectful, but I think a lot of us are predicting a knockout victory or like a dominant decision win for Zhang. Um, and that probably means Carlos Barza taking a lot of punches. So. She might not want to come back soon. If you're Lamos, you want to stay busy. That's that's my only quibble with that. But like I said, I, I, she does deserve to fight someone in the top four. And Asparza, win or lose, does seem like the most likely candidate. Yeah, I mean, if you can get that fight like in the first half of 2023, I think that's okay. Sure. Let's move to Neil Magny, AK. The man who just, speaking of silencing people, he just continues to to hush people to the shh. He has himself just a fun scrap with the super game, super tough Daniel Rodriguez, who, by the way, anytime I watch Daniel Rodriguez walk to the octagon, there are, like you could just tell he's not nervous. This is like not the scariest thing he's done by a mile. He's been in like 8,000 fights. Him fighting under regulation rules doesn't bother him whatsoever. And Neil Magny looks like he's on his way to losing to D-Rod. D-Rod is a tough first round. D-Rod has a great second round, stings him and stings Neil Magny in the third. And then Magny just knows he needs to turn things around, and he does so and ends up becoming the first fighter to ever stop D-Rod in the process, submits him in the third round. And then Neil Magny gets on the mic and calls out Gilbert Burns. I like the gusto, AK. I'm not going to lie. I just don't think that fight happens because Gilbert Burns has other options, whether it be the Jorge Mazadal fight, maybe Bilal Muhammad if they end up going with the Hamza Chimaya versus Colby Covington fight. So I will go with, with the fun one. I'll go with the winner 
of the main event on December 3rd, UFC Orlando, between Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Kevin Holland. What do you like for Mr. Magny? I like that. I thought we were going to have a Friends Forever moment. I agree. I like the Gilbert Burns call out. I also agree it's probably not going to happen. Um, so I'll go with a, a, a buddy of Gilbert. You know, you shoot for the stars. You shoot for the moon, you land in the stars. Uh, Vicente Luque. I like maybe that. He gets, maybe he gets Luque instead, right? I was surprised they've never fought. They've never been booked against one another. I don't. Oh, no, sorry. They have been booked against one another. Excuse me. This is, I believe this is a, uh, I meant to make a note. I think in 2019 they were supposed to fight at some point, and there was the, some sort of reason that the that bout fell apart. But um, what is it? Oh, uh, USADA flagging for Magni. I can't remember how that turned out, but uh, yes, that fight did not happen. Uh, was that so, the Derek Krantz one? Oh, uh, who, like who, who Luke yeah. ended up fighting instead? I believe so. Okay. Uh, I believe you are correct, sir. This would have been Rochester. Rochester. This would have been May 2019. Dos Anjos versus Lee. Luke did go on to fight Derek Krantz. Well done. Wow. Well done. I so, I only get a few of those right. Before. I don't know why that one stood out. Congratulations, that's that's spectacular. But uh, yeah, fun fight again. Two guys who are veterans. Two guys who you know just keep just keep scrapping away and 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 keep carving their names in the record books. Magni, you know, looking to extend that record that he now owns for the most uh, wins by a welterweight in UFC history at 20. He pushed that to 21. Luki, I think, has the most finishes by a welterweight. I'm pretty sure, or at least he's up there and. Uh, and, you know, again, a win could could get him there. Uh, another finish could get him that record soon. So great competitive fight. I, I'm sure Magny wants something to push him closer to a title shot, but he's just kind of, it's just not, they just don't book him that way. So this could be another fight night headliner somewhere down the road or a great, very real co-main event. I'd love to see it headline, though, and, and get, uh, get five rounds. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Let's go to Shailen Nerdabiaka. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm, I, say, I, I, say, I suck I at say, this guy's name. I say Nerdenbeka. Nerdenbeka. I, I think you're right. I, I think that think might nailed, be it. I don't think I'm nailing it. I think that's how Fitzgerald says it, and I'm going to kind of go as, uh, as close as I can to that. All right, Nerdenbeka. Nerdenbeka. 38th pro win. That is mind-boggling when you <laughs> discover that he's only 28 years old. And he's got 38 he's, wins. He's 38 and 10. It's it's weird. He's like the he's the reverse uh, Oscar Mozarov. You know, when the Mozarov controversy came out, like very shortly after, Sherdog doing amazing work by the way. Uh, Sherdog was is leading the charge on sort of really digging up um, some of these fighters' real records. They were the ones who broke, you know, the sort of the Oscar Mozarov. Like, whoa, this guy's record is nowhere near what uh, he and his team are saying it is. Um, there, he's fought under multiple names. Uh, the Norton Becca change came after and they started adding wins uh, like a few losses. I think I think they added a few losses, like a couple of losses, but they also, they added like 10 wins to his record or something like that. So he, he, he's going the other way. 
and yes, now we know he's had almost like 50 something pro fights at uh, whatever in his before he turned like 21. I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy, but uh, yes, apparently 38 and 10, and uh, who knows what else Sherdog will dig up. But uh, yeah, that was that was very shocking to see. Yes, but he goes out and he stops Derek Minner, who Minner hurts himself with a kick to the body of his opponent, and we're not going to get into this to all the craziness, but a lot of questions about whether or not. Minner may have already been hurt heading into the fight because there was a lot of betting line movement towards Shailin in the 90 or so minutes before the fight, but it's not our place to speculate. We talked a little bit on the post-fight show. I have no idea what this all means. Maybe our friends GC and Jed might give some insight on No Bets Barred. <laughs> that is their world, but, uh, but people were reacting to it. That's for sure. But nonetheless, three wins in a row for Wolverine. What do you want to see for him next at 145 pounds? I wasn't really sure because again, it's hard to say. It's he doesn't have that much UFC experience, but as we've just said, like he has a ton of professional experience. Um, I, I'd have to look at the, like the record of some of his opponents. I'm sure uh, there's a lot of you know, one and two, you know, five and eleven guys in there. But anyway, it's not the point. You get in there, you fight, you win. Uh, so he is experienced. It's just, it's just you know, we haven't seen a lot in the UFC. So I landed on. Andre Feely, I think that's the way to go. Uh, I don't love it. I, I, I just, I wasn't. There's a, there's this middle cluster of featherweights again. So if you want to just, I have Andre Feely at 24. I have uh, Shailander and Bake at 42. But again, it's not that big of a gap. Actually, there's a ton of people just in between with similar records, similar win streaks, similar losing streaks. People who have fought each other. So it looks like Feely is like a way ahead of him in, in my rankings, but he's not actually. Um, so I think it'd be a good test. I honestly, I don't know what we have with this, with, uh, Sherilyn Nerdenbeke. Uh, he could be a title contender. I don't know. I need to see him up against a more veteran guy. Uh, someone, sorry, someone with veteran experience in the UFC. Derek Minner, certainly a very, very, very experienced fighter. Uh, but yeah, someone like Feely who will be making his 20th UFC appearance in his next fight. Um, that's a big UFC experience gap, but again, I don't know how much longer you can wait with this uh, with Nurnbeke, given uh, how much pro experience he has overall. So maybe I'll throw him in there with Feely. I like that pick, but to me, I'll make this quick. It's Bill Algio. Let's just do him versus sure. Bill Algio. It's just a super yeah. fun fight. I don't have any other compelling explanation. I just saw yeah. the name and I was like, "Oh, that's fun." So let's do that. Tagir Ulanbekov puts away poor Nate Manus. In just over two minutes. Nasty standing gilly. This one was actually... This might have been the easiest pick for me, AK. Really? Yeah, this is pretty easy. Um, one, Ulanbekov is not the most active fighter on Earth. So I actually think the timelines match up beautifully here. Because the fight I'm looking at isn't happening for two more months. But Ulanbekov and his scheduling, I think this is going to work out. And I love it. I love it. So give me Tagir Ulanbekov versus the winner of the January 14th matchup between Jeff Molina and the returning, now unretired, James Jimmy Flick. What do you got? I love him against either of those guys. Uh, that was one of the options I was fielding for sure. We could have had a Friends Forever moment. Uh, but I actually had a lot of options for him. And all with up, all uh, having to wait for upcoming fights. Because yes, uh, Molina Flick, January, a great choice. We got a couple of fights in December which I think would also make sense for him. Mateus Nicolau fights Matt Schnell, UFC Orlando, and Brandon Norval fights Amir Albazi uh, on December 17th. I think that's the Apex show. 
Roy Val, if he wins, probably too high. I, I think that doesn't happen. If Albazi wins, then then I could see that him fighting Olenbekov. Or they give uh, Albazi a big push, because that would be a huge win if he beats uh, uh, Brandon, no nickname, Roy Val. Uh, <laughs> so I, I settled, yeah, I settled on Nick, the, the Nikolaus Schnell, uh, just because I think it's sooner, just because I think it's sooner, and he does he theoretically would not have to wait as long. I think they're also a little bit closer. Nikolaus is a guy I'm really high on, but I don't get the sense that fans, media nor the UFC feel the same way. I'm not sure why. Uh, maybe one too many decisions. I don't know. Maybe with like Marina Rodriguez, he's just kind of missing a signature moment. Uh, but I think he's like a legitimate title contender. But I, I could also see the Max Maker saying like, oh, this guy's got a great record. Let's 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 build um, let's build Ulan Bekov off of him. I think they I think they are high on Ulan Bekov. So uh, and if Matt Chanel won, uh, perfect perfect veteran matchup. Um, but yeah, I, I like the Molina Flick idea as well. I just settled on the uh, the Orlando winners instead. That's a good one. Not that, not that it needed it at all, AK, because we don't. I think people got on board pretty quick. They listened to the podcast. They read it on MMA Fighting, and they realize that the MMA Fighting Global Rankings, we just nail it. Like mm-hmm. we're we're we just we're just on it. They're perfect. And we didn't need more legitimization, if you will, but we got even more legitimized with Grant Dawson just barreling over Mark Manson, Matson, not Manson, Matson. And, and definitely not, definitely not, definitely not. I mean, he is O Madsen. He is Mark O Madsen, but definitely his last name is not O Madsen. I, I right. think we need to make that clear. I cannot. It's not O hyphen Madsen. It's O it's period. Not, it's not O apostrophe. He's not Irish. It's not O apostrophe <laughs> Madsen. The first round of that fight with Dawson, I don't know if everyone's doing. I know Cruz was doing it for sure. I kept saying O Madsen, and I, I, people are wondering like, isn't his name Mark O Madsen? I'm like, yes. If you say his whole name. Feel free to throw in the middle initial, obviously. But if you're just saying his last name, it's not O. Madsen. It's just Madsen. It's just Madsen. Uh, yeah. Joe Rogan started this, and now everyone, now people can't stop could stop doing it. But it's bad. It drives me crazy. It's just, it's, and, and I'm gonna mention it every time it happens. I don't care until it stops. I'm gonna mention it every time it happens, Mike. It was such a weird fight because Madsen had a great moment in like the opening seconds, kind of stung Grant Dawson a little bit. I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe this is gonna happen. But then literally every second on was the Grant Dawson show. Yeah, When Grant Dawson fights, and I've been saying this for like seven years now, you just feel bad for the guy he's fighting because that just has to be the most miserable experience in the world having this guy on top of you or on your back because you can't do anything about it. But this is a big-time showing from the, from the Prophet. Hans Matson, his first loss, obviously the first one to put him away. Yes, Dawson missed weight. But his performance was absolutely ridiculous. You almost forgot he missed weight. Calls out Tony Ferguson, AK. Is that what you want to see? What did you think of the call out, the performance? What's the right opponent? I don't think anyone wants to see that fight besides Grant Dawson and his team and people who are personally and financially invested in Grant Dawson. Because from a a name value standpoint, excellent call out. Uh, uh, Tony Ferguson is still ranked, I think, in the UFC rankings, which is... Not like the craziest thing. I, I certainly had Tony uh, held, holding on in my rankings for a long time. I think he might still be in mine. I'm not sure. Just because, again, I feel like he's only lost to good people. The Nate Diaz loss may have been the straw that broke the camel's back for me. But otherwise, I'm like, how much can you penalize a guy for losing to like Charles Oliveira and Michael Chandler? These are great fighters. Uh, but Dawson certainly should be ranked above him. He's, he's put in the work. Now, the weight stuff, yeah, it's unfortunate. That's why, for me, he doesn't move up in my rankings. That's kind of my. Pe- I almost do an automatic penalty where it's like if you if you don't make weight, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bump you down, but you can't go up. You can't go up. 
And you also potentially cost yourself like a big fight, uh, which is what happened, which is where, you know, my decision making went here. Uh, I think he has to get stay active, get busy. And I think this isn't even really a punishment. He gets the Brad Riddell, Hinata Moikano winner. They fight next week, assuming the winner isn't too banged up. I think you pair one of them up with Dawson. I have Riddell. Uh, I think I have Riddell ahead of Dawson in my rankings. I'm not sure. I think the UFC might. Um, either way, there's also, I'm sure, the people who have Riddell ahead. So Dawson's chance to, again, kind of move up in the rankings. Uh, but also, he doesn't get to go too high because, yeah, the one-pound weight miss. But uh, assuming it's not a problem going forward, this is a great matchup for him. Uh, and, and again, one that could get him back in the, in the good graces and, and put this, uh, this, this little uh, weight miss behind him. Man, like Dawson, man, how to rank him is going to be really interesting because he's a problem. But I don't know. I'm kind of with you. Because I, I, he's actually not in my top 15 right now, but he will be. He will absolutely be in the top 15. He will probably jump Demir uh, Izbogulov. Sure. and uh, in, At least into the 15 spot. I don't know if I jump him over Usman or Magomedov just yet. Um but maybe with my selection, he jumps over the guy I have at number 13, should they fight. Let me just say this. I have no problem with the callout. I thought the promo was excellent. Yep. I just don't want to see the fight because Dawson no. Dawson is a minus 500 favorite in that fight. He's a minus 500 favorite. And I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Tony get grappled to death again. Like we've either- seen it. It's either 30-25 drubbing across the board or a nonstop torrent of ground and pound where Tony's too tough to like, you know, too tough to to, to, to just tap out. <laughs> I, I I always encourage more fighters to tap to strikes. You know, Tony Ferguson would never, ever, ever do that. His face would be bloodied and battered and he would essentially be at the mercy of the referee, referee stepping in to save him. So yeah. I, I, either of those scenarios sounds just horrible to me. I, I just can't see him beating this version of him beating this version of Grant Dawson. We would need to get the great John McCarthy out of retirement yeah, to, to rep that fight because I think he would kind of stand amongst us and just be like, all right, you tried. Goodbye. Um, this one was tough because him and Matush Gamrot would be so fun, but they're teammates. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, ATT members get to see this one like every single day. Mm. So to, to them, it'd be like, oh, well, I've seen this a million times. So I hate to do this, but this is just sort of what this division is right now with everything going on at the top no movement at all, and that is not going to change anytime soon. So we're going to have to play the same old dance that we've been playing for the last year to 18 months. It's a little game I like to call, let's see who really is the next emerging talent. Let's get two big, really good lightweights with super high ceilings in there and just see who's better because... Although it's going to be a slow burn, one guy's just going to get up there faster than the other. So give me Grant Dawson versus the Tarantula, Jalen Turner, AK. Let's just do it. I don't think we, this is nothing else we could do. I, just, this is the fight we have to make. We're just going to have to do it. I love it. Two massive lightweights, two super physically gifted, really promising uh, 155ers. Uh, I, I'm not against it. I, people know I, I'm, I, understand wanting to protect prospects and people who could like you know potentially fight for the title and i'm sure there's there's a segment of fans that they're like no keep turner away from dawson because turner could if he gets a couple of wins could fight for the title dawson if he gets a couple of wins that he could fight for the title why you know why why potentially uh, uh impede one of their 
uh, one of their paths. And it's like, well, even the thing is, even if you kept them apart, even if both guys, let's say, got a couple of wins in 2023, like you said, that there's so much squatting at the top of 125. I don't know if either guy is guaranteed a title shot unless they can get one of those top eight guys to fight them or you you know you you kind of have to climb over another contender and that's that's what would happen there with Turner and Dawson and so I, I I'm all for it so people listen listen people people win and lose in this in this in the fight game that's how it is you just can't you can't protect people people got to fight right yeah they're both there something's got to give and you know what you can make that a fight night main event if you wanted to and no one's gonna complain about it perfect no one's gonna complain about it all right let's go to the wild card round let's. Select a fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will match make for them now. AK, who is your UFC Vegas 64 wild card selection? Yeah, I said I said I would go to this fighter in the post-fight show, and uh, it, I'm not changing my mind. It, it makes a lot of sense to do it. I think she had an amazing performance, uh, spectacular knockout, which was ruled a TKO like on the broadcast. I wonder if they changed it after because it's about as a KO a KO as you can get. Um, Pollyanna Viana just landing eight. Nasty combination on Jin Yu Fry, uh, a woman who's very, very tough to put away, uh, and leaving her completely flat on the canvas. So uh, that's a knock, that's a KO for me. Not that it makes much of a difference, but that's a KO KO. Um, she's had some weird. Have you looked at Pollyanna Viana's like resume recent lately? Yeah, it's very strange. She's had some funny losses in there, hasn't she? She has. <laughs> she's had some fun. Split decision with Hannah Cyphers. I don't remember this fight at all. I'll be honest. So I don't know if it's controversial, but either way officially a loss to Hannah Cyphers. Finished by Veronica uh, Macedo, who I, I don't know if she's retired, but has not fought, has fought once after that and then has not fought since back in 2020. Um, uh, Tabitha Ricci, very respectable opponent. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, I think Ricci is a legitimate uh, straw weight. But yeah, those losses, like she, it, it feels like she shouldn't be four and four with her ability. Um so very strange. Uh, her three, her, her three of her, sorry, she's won three of her last four, all of them first round finishes. Very exciting. So I think it's pretty obvious. Next, what's next for her? Give her the Angela Hill, Emily Dakota winner, UFC Orlando December third. Um, yeah, let's again. She's had some really screw results. I think she's better than some of those results show. And uh, this would be a really interesting test again. Angela Hill, she's a uh, you know the highest level of gatekeeper at, in this division. If Bianca could beat her, that'd be amazing. I think she might get a number next to her name. And uh, Dakota, again, you know, former Invicta champion, uh, Bellator contender, and she's she looked good in her UFC debut. So I, I'd love to see her and Bianca lock up as well. So I think either one of those, you can't go wrong. And you might find yourself with uh, someone, you know, getting up into that uh, that top 15 ranking. So Pollyanna Viana was my first selection, but then mm-hmm. I knew you were going to do it. So I yes. picked one, and I'm like, he's definitely going to pick the fight I'm picking. So I'm, I'm just not even going to use this one. So my backup was Miranda Maverick versus Viviani Araujo. Yes. I was like, let's just do it. Uh, but I'm not going that route. I'm going to the, I'm going back to Pollyanna Viana as well. Oh, I'm not ready. What a, to, what a roller coaster. I know. What, what, listen, <laughs> we haven't had a Mike heck wildcard journey in a while. Is, so let's, <laughs> let's take the journey. I'm not ready to give her that just yet i i need to see more i, I just got to see more I, i've been impressed she's looked good seeing her knock out Yu fry like that was just ridiculous the pick is loopy godinez that's the one pauliana viana versus loopy let's do it and we have to do it in brazil we have to do it okay. january 21st in brazil i mean if you I offer loopy that fight january 17th she'll take it and fly to brazil and fight her three days later she will she'll do it 
Uh, that's the one I want to see. If she beats Loopy, then we could start chucking ranked ranked fighters at her. But I need to see a little bit more. You need to see someone closer to the top 15. Uh, I like Jin Yu Fry a lot. I think she's shown a lot of improvements. I actually picked Jin Yu Fry to win because the way I looked at it was Jin Yu Fry, since going to Fortis MMA, she has improved. Her submission defense has improved a lot. And I just figured, get out of the first round and you win a decision. That's just the way I looked at it. But Pollyanna just punched her in the face and it was a whole different thing. And the knee to the body too, which no one, like even the highlight videos aren't showing. That shot to the body that set it all up, that was such a massive moment in that fight. So her striking is just getting so much better. That submission game is nasty. And her and Loopy on the ground, the exchanges those two are going to have, whew, that's just a lot of fun. So I'm going with that one. Uh, I dig it. I listen, listen, Viana really. Uh, well, I was going to say, first of all, Viana, that man, she really made a statement as, as much as you can on the prelims of a card like this. And uh, I, love, I love any pick for Loopy. She wants, as the kids say, she wants all of the smoke. If there, if there is smoke to be had, uh, Loopy is like, give, give me that smoke. I don't want any smoke left for anybody else. Yes. All right, AK. Uh, do we have any extracurriculars before we go to the peeps? Yeah, just a couple of quick ones. Just some people asking me questions. Uh, first of all, uh, Marcus McGahey, excellent title for this edition of the show. It's the When Life Gives You Lemos, Wait for a Teleshot edition. So that kind of tells you what direction Mark is going in there. Dak Mitch, I think this is on Instagram, messaged me and said, uh, uh, I'll, I'll read it. I'm sorry. I, sh- I, should, I don't, I don't want to misrepresent this person. Uh, hey, AK, love the shows on YouTube. I disagree about the Jim Miller and Magni comparison. So this was a comparison I made on the post-fight show saying, uh, you know, I, I hope guys like Neil Magni and Jim Miller are remembered well, even though neither of them uh, fought for a title. Uh, they put together just amazing careers. And, and I think they have, and for me, they have similar arcs. They fought huge names. They fought journeymen. They fought newcomers. Um, and they're still doing it. They're still doing it at this stage of their careers. So uh, Dak Mitch says, he disagrees with the comparison, though. He says, don't you think that Magni has stuck around at the top level while Miller has gotten a lot of lower-ranked fighters as of late? Respect to both fighters, but I just think Magni is doing a lot more while they're both the same age, and he just took out freaking D-Rod. Fair enough. They are the same age. They are not at the same experience level. Let me see who Neil Magni is fighting 10 fights later when he's near the 40-fight mark like Jim Miller is. Uh, because here's who Jim Miller was fighting when he was around the uh, 28, 27, 28, 29 fight mark that Magni is in now. He fought Charles Oliveira a second time, Dan Hooker, Anthony Pettis, and Dustin Fourier. Uh, he did not beat any of those names, I don't think, but I'm just saying, if we're talking about fighting top competition around the same stage of their careers, Jim Miller was doing the same thing. So we'll see. We'll see what Magni's doing. I, I do think he'll, ha- he'll maybe have a little more uh, longevity as fighting top competition than Miller does, but it's not like Miller doesn't want to fight these people. It's he just I don't know why for some reason they think it's okay to give him debuting fighters and people who are 0 and 1 in the UFC. So it's not his fault. I think he could still compete or would still want to compete with guys uh, in the top 10, top 15. And as we mentioned though, a lot of those guys just don't take fights and certainly are not. Oh, Michael Chandler is not going to fight a Jim Miller. So what the hell is Jim Miller supposed to do about that? So, uh, but thank you for the question, Dak Mitch. I, I do think that I think I do think when you look at where they were at the their respective same stage of their respective UFC careers. You'll see why uh, that comparison still is very valid. And a Barry O'Reilly, our pal Barry O'Reilly, great matchmaker, but he he threw out Almeida Roundtree last week, uh, which I think we both said was doo doo, uh, or slightly doo doo at the very least. And he wanted an explanation why. And I think I I don't know, I mean you just don't match Roundtree up with grapplers. 
Like, why would you ever match up with Khalil Roundtree with a grappler? That's he doesn't beat them. He just I, I was Khalil. If you're out there, I apologize. I think you'd agree it's much more fun to fight strikers than it is to fight grapplers. He has not had good experience with grapplers this time. Almeida would take him down within the first 20 seconds, and the fight would last 40 seconds. So I don't love that. I don't know. I, so, you know, again, I, if it needs to be explained, uh, again, Roundtree's on a good run, but I think Almeida's on another level, and would it would not go well. I don't think anyone needs to see that. Yeah, and plus, unless... Round she's bumping up to like 220 or heavyweight fight's just not going to happen. I don't think Almeida is going to drop to 205 anytime soon. And on top of that, it just it's like they went back to the Shamil Abdurahimov thing. I mean, that happened after, but I was like, they just got to rebook this dude like right away because he mm-hmm. hasn't fought and Khalil just had a war. So yeah, I, I maybe doo-doo was not the right word, but just. No, I stand by it. Okay, fine. I stand by it. I stand by yeah. you. Doo-doo. Barry, I love you. It's a, it's a, maybe not, a, maybe just a do, but it's definitely, it's definitely a stinky pick, and yeah. I stand by it. But <laughs> I'll, I, he has, I, I, Barry, I think Barry has some other picks later to redeem himself. At least a, a couple of good ones to redeem himself. So Barry, I'll give you your, I'll, I'll give you some lovely. Yes, maybe this will be the show of redemption because I've gotten well, a lot of, a lot of messages so that said, hopefully no do do at the beginning, oh, no. and I'm afraid to look at them, but. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Are we ready for that or do we have anything else? Yeah, no, no. Let me just, okay, here's this. I want to jump off that very soon as I can. Standard disclaimer, guys. Uh, try, if you're the only one that has a pick, that's an auto point for you. Haven't been giving a lot of these away lately, but I'll admit, I also haven't been keeping track of uh, listener picks as well as I have. That'll be my New Year's resolution, guys. Trust me, I'll get back to keeping track of your picks uh, much better. Uh, mistakes, guys, please. Mike, there was so much. I got so much duty this week. And <laughs> oh, I no. won't, I'm, I've chosen not, there's one person I'm going to call out because their whole thing was just bleh. Other people, I have messaged you directly. I have chosen not to call you out on air. You know what you did wrong. But anyway, guys, please, weight classes, people who fought already. This came up like three times this week. Guys who like pe- like suggesting matchups with people that fought like earlier this year. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Notable injuries. This is a little bit trickier because we don't know when people come back. Fine, whatever. Uh, people have released. That's another tricky one. Fight- fighters got already booked. This is so easy to check. Uh, people who are teammates, etc. Uh, and of course, your pick just might be doo doo, like Almeida Roundtree, and uh, we don't want to read it. So, I don't know, Mike. Oh man, I'm, gonna, I'm warning you. I am ending this segment with a a straight up doo doo uh, 
deal, whole deal. All right. Um, Dad Jackson is number two, and his his he is on a thread right now. Any doo doo from Dad Jackson, he is suspended indefinitely. But we're gonna start with Chris London. I'm on time this week. Hopefully, no doo doo. Which is, I mean, just saying that just means there's going to be doo doo in here. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Lemos versus Nama Yunus. Rodriguez versus the loser of Zhang Wei Li versus Carlos Esparza. Neil Magny versus Randy Brown. Daniel Rodriguez versus Jake Matthews. I like that fight a lot. Awesome. So far, so good. Ulan Bekoff versus Mohamed Bukhayev. That'd be a crazy fight. I don't think it happens, but I like. Oh, we got our. We got Dudu. No. We got Dudu. Nate Manus versus Jeff Molina. Jeff Alita is booked against Jimmy Flick, January 14th. Grant Dawson versus Joel Alvarez. Uh, Matson versus the PFL. What? What? Oh, what? He lost once. He lost once to the UFC. No, I, I don't. I don't think he means this as a like. Oh, th- this guy sucks. I think he means Matson is just never going to achieve what he wants to achieve in the UFC. We talked about this on Heck of a Morning. That Matson and his management team and everybody else should just go to the UFC and be like, release me. Just let me go. And he signs to the PFL and he might win a milli over there because he ain't winning. He ain't getting to a title fight in the UFC. It's just not going to happen ever what, what for him. Do, what do you think of the Dawson Joel Alvarez matchup? I had Dax call that the can't reliably make 156 pounds title, which I thought was a little harsh, but I, I understand the thinking. Do you think there's any chance that happens? No, Dawson's no. so much higher than him. Yeah, he is eyes. in my rankings for sure. But but skill wise, like I like I do think it could be a competitive fight. Yeah, because Alvarez's last loss was to Sarukian, right? Sarukian yeah. just blew his doors off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I I don't love it. I think Dawson should get a rank guy next. Uh, Shailin versus Darren Elkins. We got more doo doo. Darren Elkins is booked. He's booked in like three weeks against JSP, UFC Orlando. Yes, December third. Correct. Uh, Maverick Araujo, Batista versus Adrian Yanez. Jake Hadley versus O'Day Osborne. Derek Minner versus a Nevada State Athletic Commission investigation. <laughs> All right, you might have redeemed yourself with that, but there are a couple of doo-doos. Dad Jackson, this is it. This is it. Johnny Munoz versus Kyung Ho Kang. And I looked this one up. In particular, because I felt like Kyung Ho Kang was booked, and according to all the pages, he's not. Okay. Pollyanna Viana versus Lupi Godinez. Mario Batista versus Douglas De Silva De Andrade. Shailin versus Nate Landwehr. Neil Magny versus Michelle Pajera. Lemos versus Nama Yunus. And then he goes, I like the Grant Dawson, Tony Ferguson callout. If not, give him Joel Alvarez. You know what? Dad Jackson, nice job. You see what a little effort does? You know, you, you you click the pages a little bit. You just do like three minutes of research. And a doo-doo list. I, I can't remember the last time. This is a doo-doo list Dad Jackson day. So uh, our Otno meme guy on Instagram. Uh-huh. Let's do some cel- little celebration music in the background. Oh, <laughs> Dad Jackson, M- not suspended. Michael Conifer, if, yeah, Michael Conifer, if you could look after Dad Jackson, that'd be great. Yeah. What, what, what's up with... Uh... Michelle Michelle Pereira. I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. I'd like to see him fight in January. I'd love it. Throw him on that Brazil card. Uh, so, Dad Jackson, uh, you're still not off probation, but you're not suspended. John Ray, Mario Batista versus Victor Henry. Damn, that's fun. Yep. Miranda Maverick versus Andrea Lee. Like that. Dawson versus Dober. Leave Tony alone. Like it. 
I like yeah, that. I, I saw a lot of Dober. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I dig it. Ulan Bekov versus Tyson Nam. Shailin versus Amir Khani. D-Rod Leach 2. Magny versus the Holland Thompson winner. Rodriguez versus John Jaroba. Lemos versus Esparza. Winner lose if Jessica stays back at flyweight. I don't love uh, Ulan Bekov Nam. I saw, I saw a few of those as well. Um, not that Nam's, you know, Nam, Nam's experience. He's a mixed martial artist, but I do kind of want to see him just, yeah, I, I'd like to see him in more striking matchups. Uh, I, I don't I don't want them putting, you know, using him to put like Ulan Bekov over. I, I understand the logic. I'd rather see it. him fight Jake Hadley if we're going to pick anybody off this card. Uh, Nam, Nam and Hadley. Yeah, I'd be yeah. I'd be I'd be better with that one. Yeah, same. Jared Biagan, Amanda Lemos versus the Esparza Whaley winner. So he's saying title shot no matter what. Uh, Marina versus Rose. Not a lot, I haven't seen a lot of that. That's good. Uh, Magni versus Sean Brady. I'm not calling this doo-doo because we have talked about this on the show before, but we throw a lot of these things out there. These guys are friends. They're, they train together a lot. They're not going to fight each other. Uh, so this is not doo-doo at all, but another reminder. Yeah. Uh, another Michelle Pajeda pick for D-Rod. Shylin versus Lucas Almeida. Ulan Bekov versus Alex Perez. When Perez is ready to come I back and fight. I saw that. That would be a big fight for Ulan Bekov. Again, I, I want to see him get one more before getting Alex Perez, but I, I could see it. I understand. Grant Dawson, Jalen Turner. Viana versus the winner of Carolina Kovalkiewicz versus Sylvania Gomez-Juarez, which is going mm-hmm. down next Saturday at MSG. Jake Hadley versus Cody Durden. Mario Batista versus Alatang A. Lee. Johnny Munoz versus Miles Johns. A little Johnny versus Johns action. However, okay. this is not doo-doo. I'm not calling this doo-doo either. Uh, this just happened like during the main card yesterday. Or it happened like over the last day or two. Even Tapology hasn't updated this yet. Uh, Miles Johns is stepping in on short notice to fight Vince Morales November 19th. Ooh. Uh, Jose Johnson, who got a contract in the Contender Series, he is not fighting... Uh, so Miles John stepping in on short notice. So there you go. No doo doo, kind of flew under the radar, uh, but that fight is happening. So there you go. Marcus Lemo Jan Jonan. There you go. Magni Perheta Ulan Bekov Dvorak. Another Dawson Dober. Uh, Shailen versus Pat Sabatini. Another Hadley Durden. And Toby, last one here. Didn't get a ton. Lemos Rose Marina Carla Whaley loser. Let's see if we got anything new here. D-Rod versus the winner of Ponzinibbio, Robbie Lawler. Lightly oh. Ponzi. Uh, Shylin versus Zubaira. Did Zubaira get released? Maybe uh, not. Is he one of them? Let's see. I don't know. I don't think so. It looks like he's still on the roster. Okay. I just, okay. For some reason, I thought maybe he was one of those guys. Okay. Maybe because of the 280 situation and fight got called. What? Yeah, wait, what was his most recent, like, booking? What was... He was supposed to fight at 280, wasn't he? Against Lucas Almeida. He was, correct. And then yeah. there's the weight weight issues. Botched, botched weight cut. Okay, yeah. right. This is coming back to me now, man. Uh, let's see. Anything different? Manus versus uh, Halion Paiva, back at 135. I like that, yeah. <laughs> Dawson, Gregor Gillespie. I like it, but Gregor just ain't fighting anybody at this point. <laughs> Let me let me read a couple of comments here on that. Uh, our, our Michael Conifer is saying Dana needs to tell Gregor to get off his ass or get to get the f out if he doesn't fight this man. Uh, Thomas Collins saying Gregor will finally fight someone, and Dawson, as a punishment for his weight miss, will get another wrestling heavy fight. A horrible fight for Dawson. That's not a horrible fight for I Dawson. Don't know. 
did he uh thomas collins respectfully did you not just see the marco mazin fight <laughs> but did that seem like a horrible fight for dawson <laughs> dawson is a minus 200 favorite in that fight I, I i think there's an athleticism and strength gap with him and gillespie and gillespie is a, obviously a very strong guy but again a, there's an age you know uh and again just uh dawson i've said many times in addition to his incredible grappling i think he has physical gifts at 155 that is what makes him you know additionally so threatening so uh, I, I I kind of understand what Col- Thomas Collins is saying, like he you know other wrestlers should be able to neutralize him, but I don't think they can, and yeah. I don't think they will outside of again once you get to the top five, top four. Yeah, Dawson is just so good offensively that I don't care how good of a wrestler you are, it doesn't matter. My, my freaking Mark, Mark Manson was a freaking Olympian and couldn't do anything off of his bat. There's nothing he could do, and Grant Dawson could do that to pretty much anybody. Uh, what else we got? Maverick versus JJ Aldrich. Don't hate that. Do Mario Batista versus Davy Grant on the Leon Usman card. Lopez versus Kennedy. Viana versus Corey McKenna. McKenna, I think, is booked against Cheyenne Velismas. However, I'm not calling this doo-doo because not anywhere. You cannot find this fight anywhere. It's not on All Topology. Right. It's not on the UFC website. Right. It's not on Fight Finder. It's nowhere. But it looks like it's happening. December 19th. Perhaps December 17th, excuse me. Frey versus Super Melly, Munoz versus Mana, Shaolin versus Frankie Signs. A lot of Frankie Signs picks. The guy hasn't fought in forever. Hadley O'Day, no. Vidal versus Pudalova in Rio. Yeah. All right. On to All you, right. AK. All right. I saw a lot of uh, Lemos versus Jan Shanan. I'm very excited about that. I agree. Magni versus Michelle Pereira is very popular. Ulan Bekov versus Dvorak was a super popular pick. So UFC, get on that. There's, 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 uh, there's heat there. Uh, Dawson Dober and Dawson, like I also just said, the Riddell Moicano winner slash loser, one of the guys from that fight. So I'm into that. Uh, I like all the Batista Victor Henry suggestions. Uh, a lot of Hadley versus Malcolm Gordon. Sure. Sure. And a lot of Vidal versus Brutalova. Okay. Uh, Instagram. Let me go to one of our first timers, Jacob Gerald. Why am I so bad? Oh, uh, I was on it. First time contributor, short time listener. Don't go too hard on me. Let's go. Uh, Magni, Luque, uh, what else we got? Lemos, Carlos Barza, regardless of outcome. Uh, Ulan Bekov, Dvorak, I said, uh, Dawson, Riddell, versus Riddell, regardless of outcome versus Meccano. So that's another, I like that. He's not picking winners. He's just saying this person, win or lose. I like that. Maverick Calvillo, I guess, gets Miranda back in the UFC rankings, can try that again. And if Maverick loses, that also tells us a lot. This is true. Uh, Batista, Davy Grant, possibly in the UK. Hadley, CJ Vergara, possibly in the UK. And Viana, Ariani Carnalosi in Brazil. So good thinking there. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, we mentioned our pal Otno and MMA fighting memes. Michael Conifrey many times. Well, here's a good one I like. Uh, Johnny Munoz versus John Castaneda. Johnny on John. Johnny on John. I think Johnny uh, is... I want to say he told the media after his win in his kind of out of left field post fight speech, uh, that that was the last fight in his deal. So we'll see what oh. happens. Okay. All right. Uh, Blake Lewis, uh, break Blake Lewitt, excuse me. I think trolling me wants to see D rod versus Li Jing Liang too. Uh, someday, but you know, I don't know why you, you would need to see that when that fight was not a robbery. So, uh, don't, don't get me started. Don't get me, go check out my pin tweet. If you want my thoughts on that, uh, Matt Bradbury, Here's a good one. Um, Mike, you said you said Dawson's probably going to take Demir Ismagulov's spot in your rankings, correct? Yes. How do you feel about him fighting the Sarukian Ismagulov winner to fight on December 17th? How do you feel about that? I think it takes, is... Officially take that ranking. 
Uh, man, that's tough. I mean, I'd watch the hell out of it. I feel like Armand's going to win that fight. Imagine maybe he fights Zbigulov. If he maybe is Bagulov win or lose would make sense. I think if I mean if Sarukian wins, he's just he's probably the next dude. He's probably yeah. gonna get like a Benilish type of opponent next, I would think. That'd be some tough fights, man, for a guy. So when he came in, he was like twenty three years old when he came to the OC. His first fight was Islam Makachev. Then Olivier Oben Mercier, who I consider to be a very, very tough, uh a very, very tough lightweight. Davi Hamos, who I think was very tough. So that was his first of UFC fights. Makachev, OAM, Davi Hamos. Uh, I'll say the competition kind of went down maybe a little bit after that. And then Joel Alvarez this past February. And then Matush Gamrot after that. He's only 26 years old. What that? This is a hell of a first, you know, first four uh, four out of his first, uh, whatever, seven opponents in the UFC. My God, this, this man cannot get an easy fight. <laughs> go watch. And, and, and I'm telling you, go back and watch Rukyan versus Islam. Like that's outside of Islam getting finished. This was the tough. It was the toughest fight of Islam's career, yeah. and he yeah. took it on short notice for his UFC debut at like 22 years old. And, he and, gave and, Islam fits. And you've watched the Gamrot fight like a million times. And I, my I, favorite I, fight you, of the year. Are, are you on the side that Sarukian could have won? Like, might have won that one. I've Sarukian. I've scored it for Sarukian right. every single time I've watched it. Okay. Yeah. This but it's a great fight. Like it is. Tr- it's my favorite fight of the year. It will not win fight of the year, but it is my personal favorite fight. Imagine if he has to, after fighting, uh, oh, by the way, I mean, Isma Gulov, another killer. And then imagine if after Isma Gulov, he has to fight Dawson. Like, like it's so unfair that, like, we talk about people, you want to talk about a guy who's, who's is suffering from people at the top squatting. I think Serrukian's one of them. I mean, it's great. He's getting these big fights and getting to build himself up, but he has the talent level. Let's be honest. He has the talent level to compete with, like, a Dustin Poirier. With a Justin Gaethje. I really believe that. He should have been fighting Benil Dariush. Benil Dariush. Sure, sure. That should have been his fight, but I'm not upset. <laughs> the Gamera fight was great. That was a super close fight. It's not a robbery by any stretch. I just felt like Sarukyan sure. deserved to win that one. If Sarukyan ever gets a title shot, it will have been earned. Let's put it that way. Yeah. He is. He, <laughs> my God. And he will get like, one, folks. He will get I one. Hope. I don't know, man. They keep throwing him there with guys like Ismagulov, Dawson, who knows next. I honestly, I honestly, I'm not sure. He just has so many tough fights. Um, Beans extreme memes. I, I I'm just going to say beans from now on. He likes the Magni versus uh Tom. Oh, sorry, Magni versus Wonder Boy, win or lose against Tom. Just Magni versus Wonder Boy, make that next. I think that makes a lot of sense. Another nerd in BK versus Nate Landwehr. Man, people want to see Nate Landwehr fight. He is one of the most. I think every week, every time there's a, I think anytime there's a featherweight fight, we're just getting yeah, throw him in there with Landwehr, please. Uh, let me hop over to the emails real quick here. Jay Donaghy, our pal, says. You guys should do a mini segment similar to robbery reviews on whether or not refs stop a fight too early. Uh, now, Mike, I can tell you this wouldn't be great for me because I'm much like with, with robbery reviews where I always lean towards not a robbery. Um, with stoppages, I almost always lean towards not uh, not late. I, I think I'd, I've, I've said before, I'd rather see a thousand early stoppages than one stoppage that's too late and leads to a fighter, you know, getting killed or or their you know their career ending prematurely um so i might be the wrong person to ask for that obviously i didn't have a huh. saturday stop but i don't know and i don't know about segments since we're gonna we talk it's like the first thing we talk about on every post-fight show i think with there's a a controversial stoppage right right but we also talk about like robberies too like whether or not a fight's a robbery right after as well yeah. interesting maybe you've given me something to ponder 
I don't know if you can do a deep dive on a stoppage like that though. Like robbery, robbery reviews. Maybe do like a TikTok video or something. Like you know, we go in, oh. we just we pick a point in the fight. That's right. Pick... The problem. It, and listen, yeah. I I I thought at first at first view, when Derek Lewis got stopped by Sergey Pavlovich, I was one of those people that was like, oh come on, he's Derek freaking Lewis. But then you know, the more I listen to you talk about it and others, body language is everything. Yes. And when Derek Lewis, his face hit the mat, you just, even though he's Derek freaking Lewis, you probably have to go in there and stop it. Marina, while it might have been a little early, her body language was horrible. She turned away. She basically put off this vibe that she was done. Like when you turn away and your arms are down, like you're not even trying to defend punches and you're just trying to move away from it, just turn your body. That's just tell, that's telling the referee, all right. Get me out of here. You know what I mean? So while it might have been early for her, like maybe she didn't think about it in that sense, but when you're in the referee's shoes, especially one as great as Jason Herzog, don't, I, I'm not surprised with the stoppage. I didn't have an issue with it. The body language just told me everything I needed to know, that it was only going to get worse, and she didn't want it to get worse. Jason Herzog knew what he was doing. Marina Rodriguez, look, look, tough break, tough stoppage, but yeah, you, you can't turn away like that. You can't eat. Uh, you know, whatever the clean shots it was. That's I think people said the follow-ups, you know, weren't landing cleanly, and that's the, the issue they have with it. But I mean, the, the bombs that that led to her kind of turtling up against the fence were very, very real. She was hurt. Um, you could have let her take a few more shots if you wanted, but there's a there is a segment of people out there who won't be satisfied unless a fighter is legitimately like face down on the canvas or flat on their back, staring up at the lights like like Jin Yu Fry was for for a second. Um, and and again, there's no convincing those people. So. I'm, I'm again. I'm the other way with it. Just, just give me early. It's fine. It sucks for the fighter. Cost them half a paycheck, but that's a whole other issue. Maybe you know we pay these fighters more. It's not as much of a, uh, it's not as much of a blow when there's a stoppage like this. But, um, yeah. But uh, good plug for the MMA fighting TikTok, by the way, Mike. For anyone who doesn't know, for all you huge TikTok fans out there, we have been more aggressive pushing content on TikTok. So please, uh, if you are a user of that, uh, that app. Uh, I'm I'm uh, too old. I don't uh, you know I don't know if I understand it, but I know we've got a lot of young hip users out there. Please uh, check out the MMA fighting TikTok and yeah, Mike, maybe that would be good for a, a good for a quick, quick uh, little uh, piece of content on there. So maybe we'll thank do you. that. Maybe we'll do that. Hey, thank you, Jay, for suggesting that. Uh, our pal Tristan Gordet, a bunch of suggestions. He throws out uh, Batista versus Casey Kenny. He said, I think Kenny should be back in the first quarter of 2023. He had double hand surgery after his fight against uh, Song Yadong. That was back in 2021. Hopefully should be healthy and ready to go. Yeah, I agree. If Kenny can go, that's a great matchup for Mario Bautista. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, and Casey Carpenter uh, said they didn't watch. They were watching the Astros in the World Series. Congratulations on that. Uh, I think, uh, and then I, the, the pick I liked, oh, Ellen Becker versus Alex Perez. I think we, we mentioned that before. All right, let's wrap up with our Twitter. Now, again, I'd want to warn people. I'm going to end with some doo-doo. <laughs> so please stay. There's a lot of great picks, but this is a, war, a, a, a content warning. If you are offended by doo-doo, <laughs> it's coming. I'll warn you again before it comes up. I was very offended. Uh, sorry, I lost my fix here for a second. Okay. Braden O'Neill, uh, Bautista versus Song Yadong. I think it's too soon. That's interesting. A lot of people are like, let's give this guy a top 15 guy. I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet, but like, Casey Kenny's a good one. I thought about Jonathan Martinez. That would be interesting. Montel Jackson, if he gets a big win against Julio Arce next week. Like those guys that are just outside the top 15, 
I'm looking at that, like something like that. But listen, if you want to throw that fight together, I'm I'm down for it. Barrio, I mean, Barrio's just getting better with every fight. He's a legit, legit guy. He's very close. He's very close to being He's knocking right on the door. Top He's knocking on the door. Uh, Pollyanna Viana versus Elise Reed. Munoz versus Guido Canetti. I like that. Vidal versus Stephanie Egger. Uh, Sean Haywood. Munoz versus Trevin Jones. Viana versus... <laughs> We have to have suggested this before. I just Viana versus Brianna. Ooh. Viana versus Brianna Fortino. I feel like this has come up before. Just so we maybe. Viana versus Brianna. Brianna Fortino, wherever you are, we really want to see you back get back in there uh, and back in there fighting. Stephen Brighter also suggested Ulan Bekov versus Nam. Again, I don't love it. Hadley versus Durden. Liam Perry thinks Magni versus Burns will happen. Again, I'd like to see it. Somewhat doubtful. Dax at Pike Putt. Nerdin Becke. Versus Ryan Hall. Uh, he said, Shailan, unfortunately, is going to get his ankle snapped off whenever the wizard comes back next year. Why would you do that, Dax? <laughs> I don't want to. No, we don't want to see that. I mean, you just, why don't you wait? What, like, let Shailan fight somebody else. Let's fight 49, and then his career can end at fight 50 when he fights Ryan Hall. <laughs> what a way to go out. <laughs> Getting your leg ripped off by the wizard. Uh, Scott McCray, Viana versus uh, the Manhibas Cortez loser. Okay. Chris Martin. Oops, I got to I will say there was some doo-doo here. I told I, I addressed it directly with Chris. I won't I won't read it out loud. because uh, I like this pick, Batista versus the Montel Jackson Julio Arce winner that's going down next week. That's a great pick. Yep. Especially if Montel wins. Marcus McGahey, Nerd and BK versus Kirk. Viana versus Canejo. Sure. Uh, oh, there's a Miles John suggestion. As you said, we didn't know that he's stepping in. Hayes Bethard. Nerdin BK versus Onama if he beats Jarno Aarons January 14th. Uh, Dawson versus the Hooker Puyas winner, UFC 281. That's next week. I love this. Viana versus Loma Lukbunmi. Ooh, that's fun. I thought about that as well. Yes, I like it. Get him in there. Barry O'Reilly, thank you. I, 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 I was giving him crap before, but I like Hadley versus Odie Osborne, and I like... Nerd and Becky versus uh, Joe Anderson Brito. Very good. Orange Sleepwalker was one of people throwing out D-Rod versus Jake Matthews. I love it. Jonathan Hotz. Bautista versus Javid Basharat. Banger. Yeah. Banger. Uh, Nerd and Becky versus Sean Woodson. Four Corner Sports NY. Marina Rodriguez versus Tisha Torres. Two. Um, how long has it been since their first? I think it has been like three years. Tisha Torres. August 2019. Okay, sure, sure. Yeah. Tisha, oh. what is he? Oh, oh, coming off a splitty to uh, Mackenzie Dern. Yeah, yeah. That was a okay. tough one, too. A lot of people thought she won that fight. Man, it's crazy, though. That, like, that one loss for Marina Rodriguez. We're going from, you know, championing her for the title, a title shot. As we have after some of her other wins, we're going from that to, hey, maybe she should fight Tisha Torres again. Like, God, the fight game is tough. The it fight is. game is so tough. It definitely you, is. You, you dropped, okay. Mike, are you ready for some doo-doo? I am ready for some doo-doo. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is from Shay Law, who I think is not a newcomer. I think they're they're just reaching out to me under a different account. I'm not sure. Shay. All right. Uh, gosh. All right. How do I fill this up properly? Okay. Uh, Timur Vidal versus Lucia Pudlova. Great. Other people suggest it. Love it. Jake Hadley versus Hyunsung Park. Mike, are you familiar with Hyunsung Park? Not particularly. Hyunsung Park is part of the ongoing road to UFC uh, tournament featuring a lot of Asian oh, okay. fighters. Yes. That tournament is not over. 
uh, uh, Hyun Sung Park has to fight uh, Sung Guk Choi in the uh, flyweight finals. So I don't know if uh, at first I thought, oh, maybe maybe Shay's is trying to get ahead of the game. Maybe he knows something I don't, and he, and he thinks uh, Hyun Sung Park is going to just clear Sung Guk Choi. May, you know, I don't know. I admit I have not been keeping up with the tournament. Uh, maybe he means it doesn't matter. Maybe he's saying both guys should be signed no matter who. So, Shay, maybe, maybe you didn't make a mistake there. Fine. Johnny Munoz versus Simon Oliveira. Great fight. This next one, not quite doo-doo, but I I feel like people need to stop mentioning this. Bautista versus the Jack Shore Kyler Phillips winner. This fight is off. We've talked about this like 8,000 ta- times. We've talked about it multiple times. If, there's a, if you look at we have a news story on MMAfighting.com. Jack Shore himself said he has an injury. It will not be cleared up till the end of the year. This fight's not happening. Now, however, I give a slight doo-doo reprieve here because I do see – I always tell people to check topology. I do see topology has had that fight still indicated as happening. They haven't changed it. So if someone looked it up and they saw it there, then that's fine. I, I told people that's a reliable source. Um, I don't know why it hasn't been changed yet, but I, we, as far as we know, that fight is not, was supposed to happen uh, two weeks from now. It is not happening. Jack Shore has an injury. So it's a stinky, it's a stinky DM so far, and then by the end it becomes complete doo doo, Mike. I also think, by the way, uh, just uh-huh. for the future, let me just let me just pull this up real quick and make sure Please. that I get this correct. Okay. I am pretty sure that Jack Shore is moving up to featherweight. Didn't he already? In his oh wait, did he not? No, he didn't already. Was that Jack Shore? He hasn't fought at 45. Like, Nate, Nathaniel Wood moved up Oh, Nathaniel to Wood did. Okay, yeah, that's right. But I think Jack Shore... Maybe as well. ...is also moving up okay. to 45. Okay. Um, this is where everything just goes off the rails, Mike. Grant Dawson, listen, great performance. We're all excited. We're all making picks for him. We all want to see him fight someone higher up in the rankings. Shay suggests Grant Dawson versus Dan Hooker. Shay, Dan Hooker's fighting next week. <laughs> he is fighting next week, man. <laughs> you could have said it, win or lose versus uh, Claudio Paez. That's fine. I understand the winner. Or you could say the winner of that fight. He is fighting next week. And you have suggested that he fight Grand Dawson. Uh, it doesn't get more doo-doo than that, Mike. Uh, other than other than maybe picking someone like, oh, who they who fought who they just fought in their last fight, which is come. No, this is worse. This is worse because this is coming up in, in six days. So, uh, Shayla, I don't like to put people on blast, uh, not because I'm not a mean person. I am a mean person, but because I don't want to encourage people to send in doo-doo picks just so they get this much airtime. Uh, but please, next time, just a little bit of uh, uh, Googling, a little bit of making sure people aren't booked, especially if they're booked to fight literally a week from you know, from the from the, the day that you sent me this this pick, but at least just add no matter what happens next week. There you go. Maybe that's implied, but it I I just it just feels like this person does not know Dan Hooker is fighting. I don't know. Anyway, people I don't plan to do that often because I don't <laughs> want to highlight it. But send in your picks. Your send in your do do free picks to me on Twitter at Alexander K Lee on Instagram at Alexander K K Lee. My DMs are open or hit me up on email, alex.lee at sbnation.com. Now bookmark that because you're not going to need it next week because next week is yes. is a pay-per-view, which means you could submit doo-doo all you want. We just probably aren't going to read it because it's going to be too crazy because I may or may not be where I am right now. 
Oh. Stay tuned. Stay oh. tuned. Put your do send your duty to us on YouTube Live. If you can yes. join us on YouTube Live, bring that's your what, that's what it's gonna be. Bring okay? your flaming bags of dog poop there, please. Yes, that's what we're gonna do. Uh, because UFC 281 is going down, MSG, New York, it's gonna be fantastic. The main event, which is the fight I am just I'm so looking forward to now that Makachev Oliveira is behind us. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. I cannot wait for that freaking fight. Carlos Barza, Zhang Wei Li, Strawway title, co-main event. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, awesome. Frankie Edgar, Chris Gutierrez, the final fight of Frankie Edgar's career, it appears to be. Dan Hooker, Claudio Poyas, that's the main card. Hanato Moicano, Brad Riddell. Dominic Reyes on the freaking prelims, back for the first time since that crazy fight with Yuri Prohashka, fighting Ryan Spann. Aaron Blanchfield looks to stop the train that is Molly McCann. Andre Petrosky versus Wellington Terman. And then we get five early prelim fights too, AK. Otmet Azaitar versus Matt Frivola. Karolina Kovalkiewicz versus Sylvania Gomez-Juarez. Mike Trezano versus Seungwoo Choi. Julio Arce versus Montel Jackson. And Carlos Ulberg versus Nikolai Negumarianu. That is the fight card, AK. This is a pretty a, damn solid pay-per-view. That's a lot of action. That's 14 freaking fights. That's a lot to watch. And let's hope, let's hope they all stay intact. All the fighters get to get to show up, get their paychecks. And uh, Frank Yeager does not get serious. Oh, you know what? Actually, I should say, there's one fight that I hope falls through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Frankie, I hope you get your, your, your proper win or lose. I hope you get your proper send-off at MSG. Yes. So that's it. So we'll be live next week. Time TBD, probably around 11 a.m. Eastern. Hopefully I can, uh, well, I'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, we're done, AK. We're on, we're on the road to MSG. We're on the road to New York. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it very much for those who submitted non-doo-doo and even for those submitting doo-doo. Hopefully sure. we learn from this and grow from this. But uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for joining us. And as always, very important lesson. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we will have a lot of fun after UFC 281 next week on On to the Next One the podcast you're listening to the vox media podcast network the bellator champion series is back in action friday may 17th live from paris france reigning bantamweight champ patchy mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist magomed magomedov and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.